Welcome to Body Matters Podcast, where we bring to you raw and inspiring content on all things to do with body positivity and eating disorder recovery. But before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as traditional people and traditional owners of this country. We acknowledge with gratitude First Nations communities for their continuing care and connection to the lands or waters with which they have protected for thousands of years. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and recognise that First Nations sovereignty was never ceded. It's lovely to finally meet you, Nicola. You too. So would you be able to provide a little background information about yourself and maybe speak about some things that you do to stay well? Yeah, of course. So I'm Nicola. I'm a provisional psychologist with Body Matters. I've been working in the mental health field now for probably the past eight years or so across a variety of settings. So I've worked in drug and alcohol, gender diversity, anxiety, depression, crisis care, all of that kind of stuff. Um, After completing my master's placement with Body Matters earlier in the year, I ended up staying on to join the team of clinicians, which has been fantastic. In terms of things that I do to stay well, I'm pretty social, so spend a lot of time with family and friends. And I also have a run club with a few girlfriends where we go running in the morning and then go for coffee and breakfast, which is a delight. That sounds lovely. (laughs) So each week on the podcast, we like to ask our guests about a challenge that they have recently experienced and how they managed to overcome it. Yeah, of course. So... I guess probably the last year has probably been a recent challenge for me. I've been completing my master's full-time while juggling placement and family and it's been pretty tough and pretty stressful and I've never felt like I've had enough hours in the day, if I'm really honest. Um, It's definitely taught me to be comfortable with the uncomfortable um, and to trust the process, as my supervisor loves to tell me. Um, In terms of how I manage to stay well when I've been pretty stressed, I ramp up the quality of time with family and friends, not the quantity, um, and have definitely learned not to sweat the small stuff through meditation and mindfulness. Yes, definitely trusting the process. And a lot of those things are really, really good. So you're doing well. (laughs) Yeah, it's been one of those years where you just like harness everything you can around you to just get through it. But it's been good. Yes. (laughs) So on the topic of today, we are speaking about the thin ideal versus the healthy self, but what about body image? How could this potentially become distorted? Yeah, of course. So body image is basically how we see and feel about ourselves when we look in the mirror or when we hold a picture of ourselves in our minds. Body image is typically formed through the thoughts, feelings, attitudes and beliefs we have about our bodies and how we look. And this often includes like our shape, size, weight, gender identity and, of course, like the way that our body functions for us. Positive body image is typically a clear and true perception of our body and shape, seeing the various parts of our body as they kind of are. And body satisfaction involves feeling comfortable and confident in our bodies, accepting our natural body shape and size as it is, and recognizing that physical appearance says pretty little about who we are as a character and what our values are. Um, And it's also about having a bit of trust in our body. It just does what it should be doing when it needs to be doing it. 
On the other side of that is negative body image, and that's when we have distorted perceptions of our shape and weight. Typically, negative body image is involving feelings of shame, anxiety, and self-consciousness, which for most of us kind of stem from a feeling like our body is flawed when we're comparing to other people. Um, these distortions tend to develop over time through internalizing negative messages and experiences relating to our body. So some of this stuff I'm sure you've heard before is like media messaging about the ideal body shapes and of course, like negative comments that we can be exposed to growing up, being bullied and being exposed to negative body image kind of around us and some of the negative body behaviors and everything like that when we're growing up. Yeah, absolutely. So then what is the thin ideal versus the healthy self? Sure. So the best way to kind of explain the thin ideal, I guess, is um, the supermodel look, right? The tall, toned, perfect body. And in most cases, this kind of means thin or skinny. And when we think about this type of body or this type of person, we have this feeling that if we look like this, then we have it all. Or people that look like this are happy and confident and they get everything in life, right? Um, The thin ideal is the body type that we're most often encouraged to strive to have. And that's often communicated to us through media, TV, magazines, like the diet and weight loss industry, and even like friend groups and stuff like that, right? Um, the catch with it is, is while it's something that most of us are told from a really early age that this is the ideal body that we should be striving for, the majority of us are physically and genetically just unable to ever attain it. Um, on the flip side is the healthy self, which is more about having self-confidence and positive body image, but it's based on having an acceptance of our body as it is right now and for what our body allows us to do. Um, this ideal recognises that shape and size are largely genetically determined and a healthy body isn't one that is skinny and thin. It's one that allows us to function and move in a way that means we can do all the stuff that we want to do in life, right? From exercising for enjoyment, being social with friends and family, having a trust that our body can like carry us through life and make memories with all the people that we love around us doing the stuff that we love. And I like that you also said that you think that you'd be like, happy and all your problems would disappear if you were like slender or supermodel thin but usually you to, to maintain that you definitely would have a lot more problems trying to do that oh a hundred percent right and it's the catch right like you look at these images especially in the media and you're like oh my god they're so happy they've got everything like every you know I'll get a promotion this guy will like me or this girl will like me and and it's just not quite reality right like if we achieve that body type it's often through some pretty unhealthy means and we start to realize that this stuff doesn't come at the cost of other things and we probably still won't get that promotion or we probably still won't get that romantic partner just based on our body size yeah every single person faces those challenges and yeah it's not an exception to absolutely no problems in life (laughs) oh 100 percent 100 percent So then what's cognitive dissonance and how it can relate to the concepts of the thin ideal versus the healthy self? Sure. So cognitive dissonance is an uncomfortable mental feeling we get when we hold two conflicting beliefs, values or attitudes. So it's like we have two conflicting sides 
too often we can find it really hard to make sound choices when we feel like we're being pressured to make a certain decision. It's like we're constantly in this conflict. So the easiest way to kind of think about it is to have like the idea of like a little boxing ring in your mind and the two sides to the match are the thin ideal and the healthy self. And those things are often trying to fight it out to make decisions about what we eat, when we eat it, whether we're exercising, whether we're feeling good about ourselves, all of that kind of stuff. Um, And in this respect, like the thin ideals telling us basically that we need to achieve a certain type of body shape, weight, or shape to be happy, valued, and successful. And then that plays into body image in the sense that the ideals telling us that we need to work out and diet and everything like that to achieve a certain body type. But it's also telling us if we fail to fit into that ideal, that our body's faulty and it's something to be ashamed of. Um, It's like it's not good enough because it doesn't fit the mould where you've then got the healthy self, which is arguing with that side of us saying, that hang on, we should be focusing on accepting our body and celebrating it for all the incredible stuff that allows us to do an experience in life. It's also telling us that we should be focusing on how our body moves and feels and functions in relation to what we want to do in life and how we want to live. And that kind of is trying to increase positive body image in the sense that we derive satisfaction and pride in our body due to it being able to provide us with deep fulfilling experiences. And then that brings a sense of confidence in our body. Mm. Especially if you're conflicting and ignoring your internal cues for the thin ideal, but then the other healthy side of you wants to meet your needs and wants to socialize and wants to live a fulfilling life. Yeah, of course. So you've got this, like the thin ideal, which is like, no, you shouldn't be going out for this dinner or you should be going for that extra 5k run today. Whereas the healthy self's like, well, actually, I really want to go out to dinner because I really want to see my mates. Like I want to have connection with people. I want to share a really yummy meal, right? Like it's that constant battle and no matter what choice we make, we never feel good about it, right? Because you've still got the other side telling us that you should have made a different choice. I think the healthy side can include those things though, but also like intuitive acts within it, like healthier things that are good for you and benefiting you. Of course, of course. Like a lot of this stuff is like exercise isn't bad for us. And, you know, paying attention to what we're putting into our body isn't bad for us, but it's focusing on doing things that make our body feel the best that it can to do the things that we want it to do rather than focusing on getting a pure aesthetic perspective to the detriment of everything else and you know going for a run is great you know when you feel like that sets you up for success during your week versus feeling like you know I'm going for a run because I have to even though my body hurts and it's doing my body damage to go and definitely choosing to eat enough to run you know exactly Mm. exactly exactly So then why is it important for your behaviours to actually be aligned with your true inherent values? Sure. So basically, like if this boxing match is constantly going on, we often feel huge levels of internal conflict, which can make it really hard to make any type of choice about our body, about our health, like we were just talking about as well and listening to some of those inner cues and how we want to experience our life. Um, as we touched on before, it often results in when we make a decision, still feeling really uncomfortable with it as well, because we're just like, oh, but maybe I should have done this, or maybe I should be doing that, or maybe I shouldn't have gone for that run because I know that that's not great for my body. And 
then if you stay home, you've got the thin ideal being like, oh, well, you should have gone for that run because, you know, you, you're going out to dinner later. You should be working off those calories. And so you never feel comfortable. You constantly feel like you're on this hamster wheel of discomfort and like nothing you do is ever good enough. Mm, and you're definitely like suppressing a lot of your true thoughts and feelings because a part of you innately would know maybe what you're doing isn't good for you. Absolutely. Right. Like we've all got that little voice in us and it's that very much these two conflicting sides of us that are just kind of fighting it out. And it's really hard to listen to our intuition when we've got this really heavy messaging that comes through thick and strong about, you know, in adverted commas, what we should be like. Yeah. And society is always kind of pushing it on you as well. Like the media and people around you going like, don't eat that, like the food police and whatnot. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you just think about it even from a really early age, right? Like this stuff is everywhere. You know, it becomes really ingrained in us. Yeah. But I think the ideals of bodies are changing to all body shapes and there's more than one body type that's attractive. Definitely, definitely. And I think also um, when we think about what's really attractive in people as well, um, it's often the people that are really confident about themselves, have strong personalities and everything like that. It's not so much their body type. You can come in any body shape, but if you've got that really strong sense of self and self-confidence, you're instantly sexy and attractive, right? Like it's that strength that comes from within. A hundred percent. So then why should you strive for a healthy body, which instead fuels your body's functions instead of the thin ideal? So having a body that functions well allows us to do all of that fun stuff in life that we were kind of talking about before. So being able to exercise for enjoyment, being able to spend time with family and friends, playing group sports, you know, traveling, all of that kind of stuff. Um, a healthy body is also one that is physically healthy. So, you know, we're getting enough sleep. We're able to handle getting a cold, fighting illnesses like COVID and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, the thin ideal, however, often leads us to strive for that ideal and being hyper thin um, often to the detriment of everything else. So it often, I think we touched on before, it often results in us doing some pretty sketchy things to our body, which definitely impacts our ability to engage in all the behaviours and social connections that tend to make us feel really good and create meaning in our life. And it also impacts our ability um, to be able to fight illnesses, to have a healthy body that can carry you through life, right? You often feel pretty exhausted and a lot of the time just through you know, undernourishing your body. Yeah, it's definitely detrimental to your physical health, emotional health, social health, psychological, all of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then why is it hard for some people to let go of their views around beauty only being present within one body type, the thin ideal? I think it's really hard for a couple of reasons. I think one is that it's really entrenched. You know, we mentioned before about, you know, this is something that gets exposed to young kids, right? This is message messaging that comes through really thick and strong from a really early, early age. And it's really hard to kind of start to unravel some of this stuff. Um, the intensity with, with a lot of this body image stuff grows as we age as well. And it can be really hard to kind of pull apart. Is this how I 
naturally think about my body or is this because I'm conditioned to think about my body like this? Um, I also think um, one thing that comes up a lot when we talk about body image and letting go of certain ideals is that there's often this fear that if we challenge that ideal, it will result in giving up and just, you know, in inverted commas, letting ourselves go, um, which is completely not true, by the way. Um, but it is definitely this deep um, rooted kind of fear. It's like, if we don't care and we let go of this ideal, well, you know, I'm just going to become a couch potato and I'm not going to care about myself. Mm. But then the healthy self also incorporates lots of healthy things for yourself, doing things for yourself. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And it's hard because I think um, we don't always think about the alternative. It's like we hold this view um, and don't listen to the healthy alternative very often. Yeah, like the all or nothing. Yeah, yeah. So then how can you reduce fueling the thinness ideal when using social media? So social media can actually be really, really helpful for some of this stuff. So following people that like, whether it's famous actors, bloggers, personalities, whoever it is that you're interested in and that provide you with content that makes you feel good or makes you feel like you're learning, growing, being challenged in some kind of way. Um, the opposite side of that is also unfollow anyone who makes you feel bad about yourself. Like if you're looking at a post and it's making you feel rubbish and questioning yourself, it's probably a good indication you should not be following them. So just click the unfollow button. Um, starting to follow people who resonate with your own personality as well um, or are showing attributes that are not just their bodies, right? For some people, it's following like interior design blogs, architecture, you know, revolutionary thinking, all of that kind of stuff. Um, it starts to diversify how we find our, find our values and our self-worth. Um, and I know a lot of people get over the whole concept and chat around self-care, um, but it's actually really, really important to know what to do to make yourself feel nurtured and supported. And believe it or not, social media is actually a really great place to start with that type of stuff. Um, if you don't know what to do to make yourself feel good, you know, follow some self-care pages. They've got so much information on different things that you can do to make yourself feel good. Sometimes it's just, you know, a suggestion for a good book, a good podcast like this one, <laughs> um, going for a walk, you know, spending time with family and friends, you know, doing a face mask, whatever it is, it can be really helpful. Yeah, make your social media like a safe space, somewhere where you like going that has all your interests and like positive personalities and everything you like. Of course, of course. And, you know, there's like social media gets a bad rap and in a lot of cases it can be really detrimental to our mental health, um, but it can be something that is used to make us feel really good and can help us, you know, nourish our mind, body and soul just in a different way, you know, listening to your intuition about what's good for us and what's not can be really helpful and a lot of people have good mentalities on social media as well if you find them 100 percent. it's just about finding your tribe right mm. so mm. how can you practice body acceptance when your weight fluctuates so look, as much as we don't often want to acknowledge it, um, our weight does fluctuate from time to time, right? Um, there are things that we can do. There are things that we can do to make it a little bit easier to cope with. So first of all, kind of reminding ourselves that our bodies are 
genetically wired to a particular size and shape and fighting that and forcing our body to change comes at a pretty massive cost. Um, Reflecting on the things that have influenced our body image and so like why we think of the thin ideal is the way that we should look can help us challenge that a little bit. Um, and one of the greatest things that you can do is start to pay attention to the stuff about your body that you really like, you know, standing in front of a mirror and starting with the top of your head and going down and not paying attention to the things that you don't like, paying attention to the things that you do like. Maybe it's your hair, your eyes, your lips, your shoulders, your breasts, whatever it is, right? And you start to pull out all those really positive qualities about yourself. And you know, other things you can do is like also finding activities um, and things that you can do that make your body feel really good. For some people, it's playing music, you know, going going to yoga, taking a bath, hanging out with friends, going to the beach, reading, all of that kind of stuff. So anything that makes you appreciate what your body is able to do can also help. Yes, definitely. And knowing that body fluctuations are normal and that happens with life experiences. Totally. Like on a day-to-day basis, our weight can fluctuate by up to three kilos, depending on where we are in our cycle, whether we're hydrated, whether we've been to the bathroom, all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, our weight fluctuates up and down over time and it's part of reality. And it makes you kind of feel pretty safe and comfortable when you know that that happens, because then you can live your life and do the things that you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So then how can you increase positive attitudes towards the healthy ideal and reduce the appeal for the fitness ideal? So I think kind of like what we touched on before, I think a lot of it is um, reflecting on the things that pursuing a thin ideal will take away from us, right? So typically when we're narrowing in on achieving this type of body, we lose social connection because we don't want to go out. We've got really low energy we've got low mood. We can't think clearly. We get a lot of brain fog. You've got the constant awful thoughts about ourselves of badgering ourselves that our body isn't good enough. You know, our mind will constantly focus on things like food and exercise and because of all of this stuff that it takes away from us, we can develop really high levels of anxiety and depression and, of course, like really serious health consequences as a result of under eating and extreme dieting and overexercise. Um, in terms of boosting the healthy ideal side of us, reminding yourself of all the things that a happy functioning body allows us to do, right? We can have adventures, we make memories, we have connections with our loved ones, enjoying being physically active and hopefully having a really long and fulfilling life yes and you don't lose a lot of the good things that you think the thin ideal will have it's not oh I'll lose everything from that because a lot of people have the mentality of if I'm not the thin ideal or whatever I'll lose everything in my life they just think yeah trade-off and I think it's one of the biggest fears that people have coming into it it's like well does that mean like I can't do any of that stuff anymore like no like it means that like your world actually opens up because you're giving yourself permission to enjoy and experiment and play. And it doesn't have to fit these specific molds. Like when your energy is low and your mood is really low, like you don't want to go out. You don't want to see people. You don't want to enjoy life. Things become really tough and, and pretty dark and lonely. Yeah. And like you were saying as well, you have that constant boxing match within yourself because what you are doing isn't, you know, healthy or kind. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So what is the body project? Could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, for sure. So the body projects an eight week group based program that uses a cognitive dissonance framework to confront and challenge all these unrealistic appearance ideals like the thin ideal um, through going through the group, it helps group members develop healthy body image and self-esteem. So it's a research-based program which has been repeatedly shown in the research to really effectively reduce body dissatisfaction, negative mood, unhealthy dieting, and disordered eating behaviours. Um, to put it really easily, it's basically a program that stops the boxing match, right? And it helps you align with the healthy self, which can then beat down the, the thin ideal. So you end up starting to feel better about yourselves and can start embracing and accepting our bodies as they are and starting to celebrate our bodies for what they're able to do. Definitely beat it down with self-care, self-love, beat it down. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Have you um, noticed any trends or anything with any of the like clients? From a clinical perspective, it's been one of the funnest things I've worked on and just to see the shift in um, people's perspectives and things like that, you know, people that hadn't worn a cosy or been to the beach and started going to the beach. And it's, it's really cool to see because this stuff does plague us. And I'm sure from all the podcasts that you've done, like, you know, you can battle with an eating disorder for years and still never ever ever, ever come close to what you think that your ideal is because goalposts just keep moving and it just takes so much of someone's love for life and ability to engage in life that it really sucks. And a lot of it comes back to body image, which is really sad. Yeah, absolutely. So how can you maybe normalise uncertainty when people begin to work towards being their healthier self? Sure. So like uncertainty is really, really normal. It's part of the process. Um, and as we mentioned before, a lot of this stuff is really deeply held beliefs um, and challenging them can be really scary, um, mostly because it's a change, right? And any change is often really, really daunting. Um like we touched on before, I think the biggest uncertainty a lot of people have with going into anything like this is the idea of, you know, in inverted commas, letting ourselves go and letting go of if we're trying to achieve a certain type of ideal, if we let that go, well, what does that mean for ourselves and everything like that? And And it's really important to remember that letting the thin ideal go isn't about letting you know our pride in ourself go it's okay to take pride in the way that you look it's you know for a lot of us it's actually really important we really enjoy that process this is more about learning to have a better and happier and more productive relationship with our bodies and have better self-esteem so we're able to you know enjoy taking pride in our appearance but it's not everything that we are that's not where we derive our sense of meaning from Exactly. It's a healthier, happier version of you that is able to do everything that you want to do in life and live to your full happiest potential. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why should people strive to be their healthy self over the engagement in eating disorder behaviours? Sure. So basically you want to have a good quality of life and enjoy all the things that life has to offer without the present of eating disorders um, and constant badgering thoughts about your weight, shape, food and exercise, right? Like that type of stuff takes away so much of your world. And like we mentioned before, it's attractive to be confident, to be proud of yourself physically, mentally and emotionally. 
Um, I can think of numerous people that I know that just radiate beauty and it's not because of their body shape or size. It's purely from their self-confidence and attitude towards themselves and through life in general. Those people are infectious and you want to be around them. Definitely. I feel the exact same way. So what are the overall benefits of wanting to be your healthy self? Well, positive body image is one of them. Um, Typically when we've got better body image, it leads to better improved relationships, um, a better quality of relationships, improved social interactions because we want to go out, we want to socialise, we want to be connected to people. Often it can mean our performance at work and uni and everything like that increases because we have more self-confidence in ourselves and self-autonomy. With that increase in performance and engagement and everything like that, our self-esteem starts to rise. The more our self-esteem rises, the more quality of life we've got. We've got higher energy levels, which means that we can focus on feeling our best and doing all the things that make our cup feel really full. Um, And of course, it reduces all our mental health symptoms, right? Like chasing a thin ideal often comes with a consequence of our mental health. And so, you know, focusing on the healthier aspects of us and how we want to engage and live our life reduces all of those pesky symptoms that none of us want to have, right? Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Nicola. It's been sensational. Not at all. It's been really lovely to be here. Well, that's the end of today's episode. Please subscribe, leave us a comment or a review. If you would also like to learn more about Body Matters services, you can check out our website at bodymatters.com.au. Thanks for listening.